Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Shlomo Perlstein. Meseches Yevamis has been dedicated in honor of Rabbi Aaron Kaufman, Rosh Yeshivas Ateres Shmuel of Waterbury. towards the bottom of the Yomit. The Mishnah says that this woman needs to get a get from both the first husband and the second husband. So the Gemara asks, Bishlama from the first husband she has to get a get because she's an Ashes Ish. But why does she need a get from the second husband? She was never married to him. So the Gemara says, there's a chashash, Rav Huna says, there's a Shema Yoimru, Girish Zevin People will not realize that she was never halachically married to the second husband. People will think that she really was married as the first husband divorced her and she married the second husband. And then if they see that she leaves the second husband without a get, people will come to say that an Ashish Ish can marry Lashuk without a get. The Gemara asks on that from the Mishnah of Sadiq Beis, where she was just niskadish to a second husband. She didn't do nisuin. Over there, we don't say that she gets a get from her second husband. And if it were just because of the chashash, shema yoimru, people will make a mistake and say that an ashes ish can leave her husband without a get. What difference does it make whether she was just niskadish or she actually did nisuin, in which case we do make the second husband write a get for her. So the Gemara's maskana is... In the ratio where she did Nisuin, she did an Isser, the other Kansander. In the Seifa, where she just was Niskadish to her second husband, she didn't actually do Nisuin, where they didn't do an Isser, they did not give a class to her in such a situation. When the Gemara says at the Maskano that when they did an Isser, she gets a class. When they didn't do an Isser, she doesn't get a class. Is the Gemara falling away from what the Gemara originally said? Shema Yoimru, that people will make a mistake and say that an Eshazish can leave her husband's house without a get, did the Gemara fall away entirely from the original reasoning, or do the two Svaras go in hand in hand? When she did an Isra, we canceled her and we said they were Chayshish for the Gzaira of Shema Yoimru. That's how Rashi learns Lechayra, that's Mefurish in the Rosh. The Gemara is not just saying it's a simple class. The Gemara is saying when she did an Isra, we canceled her and said we're chayshish shema yoimru. If she didn't do an iser, we're not going to be chayshish for that chashash. The Rosh brings the riff, it's mashma, that it's a knas, and nothing to do with the original chashash of gzeira shema yoimru, eishasish yoitza boyget. Now the Rambam and Perak Yud, Aloha Dal, writes as follows. A woman who married a second husband based on the get she got from her first husband that was possible, she needs a get from her second husband, Midrabanon, so people should not say that an Aisha's ish goes out of her husband's rishus without a get. She needs a get from her first husband to matter her to marry anyone else, as she's, in the meantime, an Aisha's ish from her first husband. The Rambam writes, Venesra al Shneim she may not marry either her first husband or the second husband that she married Betoz forever, even though she was Nival Bishkago to the second husband, she really thought she was allowed to, why can't she go back to her first husband? Because people will say that he's Machzor Grushasai. People won't know that the second Kedushin, the Kedushin she had with her second husband was invalid. They'll think that the first husband divorced her, the second husband married her, and now after the second husband divorced her, she's going back to her first husband, and they'll say that it's mutter to machzor grushasai, after she married somebody else. And that's a mufurish in the Torah. Now the Mishnah Melech asks over there, why is she her to her second husband? True, she can't go back to her first husband, because it looks like he's being machzor grushasai, but why can't she stay with her second husband? Let her get a guess from her first husband. And stay with her second husband. Now you can't say, because she's a Saita, and a Saita is also to the Baal and to the Baal, the Rambam says Mefurish, she's considered a Shagagas. Just like she can't return to her first husband, only because people will say, it looks like he's a Mahdagrushasai, the Rambam doesn't say because she's a Saita. So you see, she doesn't have a din of a Saita. She's a Shagag. So for the second husband, let's have the same halacha. She's considered a Shagag, and therefore she'd be mutter to him. So the Mishnah Malach answers, that's Pashat, that she can't go to the second husband because it's a knas, the Chachom Kansander, that she can't go to her second husband. And the Ramam just answers why she ushered to her first husband. 
You can't say the Chachomim canceled her to be with her first husband. Why should he lose out? He didn't do anything wrong. So for that, the Ramam answers, there's another reason she can't go back to her first husband, because people will say that he's Machzeg Rushasai La'achash Now that's clear in the Rambam, the reason she can't go back to her first husband is because of Gzeir Hashem Yaimru. However, the Mishnah Lamelech brings other Rishonim that it's because of a Knas, not because people will make a mistake and say that it's Mutter to be Machzeg after she marries. Rather, it's a simple Knas, just like she's also to go to her second husband, she can't be with the first husband for the same reason. Now, the Mishnah Malach brings that, according to those Rishonim that hold the Isra is because of Knas, the whole Machzor Rishosai can actually be a way of anchoring the Knas. The Nebuchadnezzar Yosef quotes Yerushalmi that says that the reason the Chachamim canceled her and made her get a get from the second husband is as the Yerushalmi says, Rishon. to, as the Nebuchadnezzar Yosef explains, so to speak, establish an anchor the Isser, that she can't marry the first husband once again. Now that she got a get from her second husband, it looks like that he's Machsa Grushosei Mishanisseis if he takes her back. So it's not that he can't marry her the way the Ramam explains, that she can't go back to her first husband because it looks like he's Machsa Grushosei Mishanisseis. The other way around, Chazal canceled her that she can't go back and therefore they set up a situation where she'll look like she's being a Machzeh Grushasei Mishin Issei, so she goes back to her first husband, and they force the second husband to give her a get. But the starting point is that Chazal wanted to cancel her, not that technically it works out that there's a chshash of Shema Yemru. The Shema Yemru is really the goal of the Takana to answer her to her first husband. But even without the Shema Yemru, she'd be answered. The Shema Yemru that comes out of the Chiyuv Get is just a way to guarantee that she'll never go back to her first husband, to strengthen the knas. But it starts primarily as a knas, not that technically people will come to make a mistake. Now the Mishnah Melech declares, is there a difference between the Rambam's reason that she can't come back to her first husband simply because people will make a mistake and say that he's being Machsin Grushasai, or to the Mahalach of the other Rishayim that she can't go back to her first husband because it's a knas. So first the Mishnah Melech entertains the idea that the nafkamina is what happens if the second husband dies before he actually has a chance to give her a get. If you say because it's a machzeh that's why she can't go back to her first husband, that doesn't apply in a case where he died before giving a get. However, if you say it's because of a knas, so then it won't make a difference if he actually wound up giving a get or not. Lemaisa the Mishnah Malach rejects that nafkamina. He says, in any case, she'll be also to go back to her first husband, since the halacha is that she has to get a get from her second husband. Even in the case where the second husband died before he had a chance to give a get, but since people know that he had to give a get, people will assume naturally that he gave the get already, and they'll still come to say that the first husband is being and therefore she's usher, even if it's not al-tkanas, even if it's al-tkanas, since people will not know that in fact he didn't give a get, she'll be ushered to go back to the first husband in any case. However, the Mishnah Melech does accept that there's a nafkamina between the time of the Rambam and the time of the other Rishayinim in a case where she was Mazana. She didn't get married. She just was Mazana with somebody else. If it's Al-Tzmach Zerushasa, there's no Chashash Zerushasa, the Rambam would allow her to return to her first husband in this case. But if you say it's because of Knas, so then there's still reason to cancel her and not allow her to marry her first husband. Now, Although the Mishnah Lamelech writes that's a nafkamina in a case where she was mazana, there's room to be chaylik on that. We find that we were more machmer in several knossais by a woman who married Shalaikidin while her husband was still alive than we find that when a woman was mazana tachas bailo, there were machmer less. In our Mishnah, we say, Havlad mizeu mizeu mamzer. By a saita that was mazana, we're not going to say that the child of her and the bile or her and her husband will be a mamza. We were more machmer in certain instances by a woman who married Shlaikadin than a woman who was Mazana Shlaikadin. Therefore, it's not Muchach by the fact that their Shainam hold, they canceled her to return to her first husband only out of Knas and out of Grushose, that if she was Mazana, it would be the same din. It could be if she married, she's also to go back to her first husband. If she was Mazana, there won't be such a halacha of Tate say from her first husband.
The Gemara starts the sugya later on in the Amud of the Eshkayach Biyadach Chomim Lakar Dover Menatayra to the Chom of a Kayach to be Eikar something Menatayra. The Gemara starts by bringing the Mishnah of Ein Tormen Menatome Alator. One may not be Mafresh Truma from Peris Tmeim to be Matir and Mesakein Peris Tahirin. Why not? Rashi says, because Hefset Kayin. If you give a Kayin Peris Tahirin, for Truma, he can eat it. If you give him Peris Tmeim, he can't really do anything with it except use it for firewood. So because it has to the Goyen, that's why Ein Tarmin Minatome Alatar. The Rivon Taisus quotes, writes a different reason. The Gemara says, Titein Loi Vloi Loire is a mitzvah to give it to the Goyen and not to give it to him that he should have to burn it. Taisus, however, is Doicha that reasoning. Taisus brings a Gemara in Psach Naflam and Gimel that says that the pasuk of titen loy v'loy lo'oyroi that we darshan, you're not to give him payers that are tommy for truma, is talking about a case where it didn't have shasa kaisha. It's talking about a case where he was toilish the payers, he plucked the payers when he was tommy, and there was water on the payers, so it was huchshar and metame, the first second that it came off the tree. That's called loy shasa kaisha. And the Gemara says that's what the Pasuk's talking about. But Stam to give Truma Tumeya that the Peiris could have theoretically stayed to her. They happened to be come tell me afterwards. But in the beginning it had Shasa Kaisher, such a case. The Pasuk doesn't say Titan Loi and the Chacham won't dash on that since it did have a Shasa Kaisher. Now Kubi the Rivon meant that they were Geyser, a case of Hoyle Shasa Kaisher, or to a case of because in a case where it's not true with a Chalmur Geyser, even in the case where he had Shasa Kaisher. The Re, the Taisa Springs, learns the reason one may not be Mafresh is because it's like being Mafresh The Torah says it's a mitzvah to be Mafresh Minayofa. It says, you're supposed to be Mafresh from the better payers. If he's Mafresh from Tome, he is being Mafresh from payers that are not as good. It's considered that he's Mavatal. The din of Mikol Chelba, he's not being Mafresh Menayofa. Rabbi Chanan Mikavitzara, Simon Samachimels, Oisvav has a different Mahalach in explaining why one may not be Mafresh Menatome Alator. Rabbi Chanan says, just like if somebody is Makabal Nazirus on himself while he's standing in a base like forest, he's considered as one who's Metami himself as a Nazar, and we don't say that he started out the Tumah, it's not considered being Metami oneself, rather the Kabbalah of Nazirus. In a massive of Tumah, is Gufa considered a being metame Nazirus? The same way, if somebody is Mafresh Truma, on Paris Tumayim, it's as if he were metame Truma Tahira. Since it says Mashmeres Truma, so you have to make sure that it doesn't become Tumay, and he's making the Haloshem Truma on Paris that are Tumay right now. What's happening in effect is that he's being metame Truma Biyadayim. Therefore, one may not be Tumayim, because of the Isr of being Metame Truma. And the Gemara continues, If a woman is Mafresh, Peris Tameim, to be Truma, and Peris Tahirim, Bishayig, the Truma is Chal, but Mezid, he didn't do anything, the Truma is not Chal. Now there's a Machlaikis, Rav Chista, and Rosam Rav what does it mean, Loy Osav Loy Klum, the Truma is not Chal, if it's Mezid? According to Rav Chista, it means nothing happened. The Truma that he was Mafresh is not Truma at all, and he has to be re-Mafresh Truma entirely. According to the Muslim Rabbi the Truma that he was Mafresh is Truma. It has the shame Truma, the Gabi itself, when it says that if he was Mafresh, Truma Tmeya, Leosav Klum, he didn't do anything, that's going on the Tikkun of the Shirayim. To say that the rest of the payers are muttered to eat, that we say is not Chal. But Legabe itself, Legabe, the payers of Truma itself, those payers do have a din of Truma. Now the Gemara asks, and Rav Chista that holds, that the Truma is not Chal at all, we find a Mishnah, Taram Kishois Venimsis Mara, if he was Mafresh, something I guess like squash, and it turned out to be bitter. So the Allah is Truma V'yachzer V'yitrim. It's Truma, and he has to be Mafresh again to be Mater the Shirayim. And we don't allow him to eat the payers until he gives truma once again. You see Lechaira, it's Mefurish, like Rav Nosem that the truma is chal, but he has to be mafresh again. And we don't say, like Rav Chista, that the truma wasn't chal at all. 
So the Gemara answers, of course over there, it's Truma V'yachsav Yitroim, because it was B'Shayi. Rabbi Chisla just says that it's not Truma at all in a case where it was amazing. But as B'Shayi, Rabbi Chisla is also Maida that, well, he was Mafresh has a Chalais Truma, and just afterwards, he has to be Mafresh once again. So the Gemara asks, if the case of Kishay Salimsis Mara has a dinner of a shagig, so then let it be regular truma. Like it says, somebody who's mafresh mitamare alatoir b'shagig, truma say truma. So then why do we say truma v'yachsa v'yitraim? So the Gemara answer is, it's not really a shagig. It's a shagig karvel amazed. He could have checked it. He should have tasted it to see that it wasn't mara. And since he didn't check it, even though he's a shagig, but he's a shagig karvel amazed, and therefore... Chazal said, Truma v'yachsar v'yitra. And why, again, is he a shagig karvel amazed? Because the Gemara says, he boiled a little bit, should have tasted it. Now the question is, how could he taste it? It's tevel. So Taisus writes, that he should have been mafresh amashu, a little bit. He should have tasted that little bit, that he was masakin, and seen, if it tastes fine, so then he can mafresh from these kishas on the rest of the crap, and... This way, he's not going to be over any iser. So when the Gemara says he bought a little mitzvah, it doesn't mean exactly he should have tasted it the way it is. He should have been mafresh on a little bit, tasted that little bit, and decided if it's right to be mafresh from these kishas onto everything else. Now the Oral Chaner explains that Taisus holds that he couldn't just taste it and spit it out, or just lick it to see whether it's bitter or not, because the taz and shach. In the beginning of Simon Sadikas and Yeridea, both hold that it's usur to taste a dvar isur even without swallowing it, even by just licking it. Therefore, Taisa says that he has to actually be mafresh on a little bit and taste it because there's no other way to taste tevel unless he's mafresh. The Tferish Israel and Parakimul Mishnah Aleph and Trumois on this Mishnah argues in Taisus and he says, since over here it's only a Suffolk isur, because maybe the Kishas are actually not royal machal adam machlal. The whole tevel over here is a suffix. By suffix iser, the taz holds that there is no iser to lick. The whole iser is in the Rabbanon. Since it's a suffix, we're makal to lick an iser that may not be usher at all. Now, even according to the shach that holds by a suffix, we have to be machmer unless there's something like a roiv that says he's not going to taste any iser. Still, the shach also would be makal over here. Since the Isra we're dealing with is Tevel of Kishas. Tevel of Kishas is only an Isra Since it's a suffix, if it'll be an Isra the Shach would also be Maida that it's Mutter to be Melachech, to lick it, to see if it tastes bitter. And therefore, when the Gemara says he boiled a little mitme, it doesn't mean the way Taisa says he should have been mafresh, tasted a bit, and then decided whether he could be mafresh on everything else. He boiled a little means he should have tasted it without being mafresh because it's a suffix Isra de and to lick a Suffolk Isra de Rabbanon, even the Shach will be Mekel. Texas asks the Kasha, why do we say that if somebody is Mafrish Yayin on other wine, and it turns out that the Truma he gave was Chaimitz, over there the Truma is not Truma at all. By Kishay Sarimsis Mara, we say that it's Truma V'yachsar V'yitraim. Why by Yayin V'nimsa Chaimitz do we say it's not Truma at all? So Texas answers, Yayin V'nimsa Chaimitz is a much bigger toast. Even according to the Chalm that hold, the Yain and Chaimitz are one min, but it still has two separate names. Therefore, such a toast, we're going to say the Truma is not Chal at all. However, Taisus brings the halacha is if somebody is Mavresh B'mezid Chaimitz and Yain, it is Truma. The reason is because there's sometimes Chaimitz is more Meshubach. Some people may want Chaimitz actually more than they want wine, and therefore, if he's Mavresh, Chaimitz anyayin b'meizid, it will be chal. Masha'enkein, kishais, that were bitter, that he knew about, Miraishi was b'meizid, or he was mafresh me'atomei, alator b'meizid, it's not chal, because nobody ever wants tomei instead of tohar, nobody ever wants mara instead of regular sweet kishais. Taisus afterwards brings the Rishalmi that says the halacha of yayin and nimsa chaimitz is going according to Rebbe that holds yayin and chaimitz are two minim. But Anacharani, according to the Chachamim, that Yayin and Chaimetz are one min, it would actually have the same halacha of Kishay Svanim says Mara, that Peshag would be Truma Vyachs of Yitrain. What comes out of Taisus is there are several Madregas. There's a Madrega of 
That the Mishnah says simply is truma. Then there's the next madrego of Kishay Sarimsis Mara, which is a Shaigig, but it's a Shaigig carve lamazid. In such a case, we say Truma Vyachsar Vyitraim according to everybody. There's a third madrego of Tome Alatar Bemazid, where the Mishnah says, We have two Shitas in the Gemara. What does that mean? According to Rav Chista, it's not Chal at all, because if we say it's Truma and we tell him to bring other Truma, what's going to happen is Osilam Mishnah is going to come. Be Pesheya and not give the second Truma. Reb Nasan argues and he says, Truma v'yachsar v'yitrim. The Truma that he was mafresh is Chal. Just the Chom katzen them and said he should give another Truma. Why isn't Reb Nasan Reb from Chistas Chashash that that if we say that the first Truma is Chal, he's not going to be masking to give a second Truma? The answer is because Reb Nasan Reb holds like the Gemara says in Amud Beis, that ain't koyach b'yan chachamim lachar davar menatayra. The chacham don't have a koyach to undo a truma that midiraisa is chal. There's a fourth madrega that in two kalim betray mani, as the Gemara calls it. If somebody is mafresh from a otzitz she'enu nokov, which is not chayiv in trumas ma'isus menatayraisa, on a nokov over there it says truma v'yachsav yitroim and there rivchistas ma'ida. The reason is, if it's betray money, it's in two kalim, we're not cheshish asi lemifshah if we tell him give a second truma. Since it's in two separate kalim, he'll understand more why he has to give a second truma, and therefore we're not cheshish dilma asi lemifshah, even according to Rav Chista. There's a fifth madrega of yayin v'nem sachaymetz, that over there, even if he was mafresh b'shaygig, according to Taisa's first mahalach, it's not truma at all, because that's a very big mistake. It's a toast, tfei, as Taisa's calls it, and therefore, it's not going to be chal, even b'shaygig. Now, the Raman Paschal is like Rav Nosem that if somebody is mafresh b'natome al-atoyer, b'mezid, it's truma v'yachsar v'yitrem. The truma was mafresh as chal, and he has to give another truma. Now, the reason the Raman Paschal like Rav Nosem Rebbeishya and Alek because Rav Chista holds Yeshkech Pei Chacham Lakar Davar Menatayra Bekom Maasei, the Chacham can be Oiker the Truma that's Chacham the Eraisa, and the Halacha is, as we see all over Shas, that Ein Koyach Biyad Chachamim Lakar Davar Menatayra Bekom Maasei. The Chacham don't have such a Koyach. Therefore, we don't pass like Rav Chista. We pass in like Rav Nasan Brebaishia. Now the Karen Oira tells a little bit. Why is it Muchach? That Rav Chista holds Yeshkarech Biyad Chachamim Lachar Davar Menatayr B'Kum Maasei. Maybe he also holds that the Chacham don't have such a Kayach. And when the Chacham say that the Truma is not a Truma, that's considered a Sheval Taisa. They're just saying that it shouldn't be Chalon. It's just Truma. All they're doing is they're saying the Hafrasha, the Chalais Hafrasha's Truma that he's making shouldn't be Chal. The Karen era writes Lamaisa. That that's also considered akira stavarmanat. Since the Torah said the truma is chal, Bezin is saying that shouldn't be chal. That's like considered an akira stavarmanat. Now the Gemara asked the Kasher and Rambam Berbaishia, just like somebody is mafresh min einu nokov ala nokov, which is min aptur ala chiyuv, it's not truma at all. The same way, if somebody is mafresh min atomi ala it shouldn't be chal at all. Amazing. Now Tais explains the Gemara's Kasher that just like. It's not going to be true with the Same way, Menatome Alator is not going to be true with the As the Gemara understands now, that if he is Mafresh Menatome Alator, it's not Chal. The Torah said, don't be Mafresh Menatome Alator. And he went ahead and was Mafresh, it's not going to be Chal. Now, Taisus asks, if that's the case, then even by Shaigig we should say that it shouldn't be Chal. Why is the Kasha just under Muslim Rabbishia? The Gemara should ask on the Mishnah itself. It says, "B'shayik truma say truma." If it's also the Mafreshman atome alator, so that too shouldn't be chal. So Taisus explains the Torah says loisisu alochet barim chamitzchel b'mimenu that the Torah is makved only by mazid. If he did it b'shayik, since there's no nesius chet b'shayik, when a person does an avera b'shayik, there's no nesius chet. Therefore, the pasuk's not talking about it, and therefore the truma is chal. Now. Lecheretz Mochach, from what Taisa says, that when somebody does an Averas Lav B'Shaygig, it's not considered a Nesir's Chait, that works in tandem with Shittas and Raman in the beginning of Parshas Vayikra. The Raman writes there, the reason the Torah doesn't explain what Karbanas there are for a person who's over a Shingas Lav, 
is because the Shikha Slav is not in the Siyas Chait. He wasn't over anything, and therefore he doesn't have to bring a carbon for a kapara. That's what Taisa says over here. If he was mafrish, there's no Nasiris Chait. However, there are many Rishayim who argue on the Ramban, it's Mokhakan Ramban in the beginning of Hilchas Chuva, that if somebody doesn't have a Slav Bishagig, he definitely needs a kapara. Now the Gemara answers that the reason it's Chal is because from a Daik from the Pasik, and the Gemara's Medayik, if it's not Kadosh, if it's not Chal, where's the Avera? Therefore, it's Mokhach from the Pasik. When somebody is Mafresh, and likewise, it's going to be Chal, even though he did an Avera. The Gemara proves that from when it says, if it's not Kadosh, where's the Rechet? It wasn't Chal at all. There's no Avera. It's Mokhach that it's Chal. Taisus and Tmura and the Taisus Yishanim over here ask, what's the Raya that it's Chal? Maybe it's not Chal. I, where's the Nasiyah's Chait? What Aver did he do? His Aver is that he tried to be over a member of the Rachmana. He tried to do something the Torah said not to. But it's not Muchach that there's the Chaloisa of Rosh The Nasiyah's Chait is for trying. When the Gemara says, If it's not Kadosh, why is there a Nasiyah's Chait? Taisus asks, I'll tell you why there's a Nasiyah's Chait. Because he tried to do an Aver. What's the raya that it's chal? So Taisus Yishanim over here answers that when the pasuk says a lashon v'lisisu alav chait, it's mashma that leaves a roshim. It's mashma that it stays, and the aveira has a kiyum. If the truma wasn't chal minera the lashon of the pasuk wouldn't be a lashon of nesius chait. Therefore, we have a raya that the truma of ralayofa is actually chal. Taisus and tmur gives a different error. Taisus says that if the Pasuk was just telling me that he did an Avera, then why does that have to say that every time he tries to do an Avera, he's no say a chait. It's muchach from the fact that the Pasuk stresses the idea of an Asiyah's chait that the truma is actually chal. Otherwise, when the Pasuk says those words should be redundant. Taisus Shalom, as we mentioned, learns from the mashmos of the words of Siyaschet, and Taisus and Tumur learns from the fact that the Torah writes it, it's muchach that there is a chalais of Truma, because if not, the words of Leisisuel Chet would be redundant. For trying to do an Avera, there's always a Chet. If the Torah is writing Leisisuel Chet, the Torah is trying to teach us that there's something more than just an Avera happening, the Truma is actually chal. Now there's a kasha that Karen Eira asks on all the cases that we mentioned before that we say Truma V'yatsar V'yitraim. Karen Eira asks, why do we say that? I have a much better idea. Let him be shayel, let him be mater neder, so to speak. Be shayel on the Truma. And therefore he will only have to be mafresh one Truma. Why don't Chazal give that as an eight sense instead of saying Truma V'yatsar V'yitraim? So the Yochan Rubayaz over there in Shruma's Paragimel Mishnah Aleph deals with this kasha. And the crux of what he answers is he's talking about a case where Itaka can't be Mater Neder. But if he could, then of course that would be an Eitzah and he wouldn't have to give two Trumas. Over there it's talking about he couldn't find the Pesach and therefore Chazal say Truma V'yachsavitram. But without the technical problem that he can't do a Taras and Dharma over there, it definitely would be an Eitzah as well to be Shail, and then he'll only have to give one truma. Now the Gemara then brings another raya, the Eshkeich B'yad Chachamim, Lakar Dover Menatayra, from the fact that if a man is Bekadish, a girl, Kedusha Emiyun, she's a Ketana, Midirais, the Kedusha, or not Kedusha, still, he yarshens her, as a husband who yarshens his wife, even though Menatayra, she's not his wife, and her father should be yarshening her. So we see Eshkeich B'yad Chachamim to be like or something Menatayra. So the Gemara answer is no. There it's different, Hefker, Bezen, Hefker. Even if we say that the Chachamim don't have a Kach V'Eker, Dabar, Menatayra, but when it comes to money, we say Hefker, Bezen, Hefker. What's the Makar for that? So there are two Shittas in the Gemara. According to Rabbi Yitzchak, the Raya is from Ezra. Ezra consent. Whoever doesn't come with him, that Yochram Kal Ruchushai, he was Mafker, the Rishus. So you see that Bezen has a Kach to expropriate one's money from its owner. According to Belazar, the Gemara learns from Belazar Akain and Yeshua Ben Nun that the Pasuk says, Ela Hanachlois, 
אשר נחלו אלעזר הכהן וישוע בנון וראשי האובייס למטיס בני ישראל. The Gemara compares the Rashi Ovois, the heads of the Shvatim, to fathers. Why are the heads of the Shvatim called Rashi Ovois fathers? Just the Gemara learns from there, just like a father can be married to a son whenever he'd like, the same way the heads of Kalal Yisrael have a right to be manchal, the people of Kalal Yisrael, whatever they'd like. You see from there that we say, Hefker best than Hefker. Now there are two different Mekairis. Is there a Nafkamino from which Pasuk we learn the din of Hefker Bez and Hefker? According to the Yamsha Shleim and the Orach there's a tremendous Nafkamino. According to them, there's a Machlaikis, a Meiroim, how Hefker Bez and Hefker works. Is it just a Hefker that they can expropriate somebody's property from his Bailus, but they can't transfer Mamain from Ruven to Shimon? That's Shitas that he learns from Ezra, that Ezra said he's going to cancel the people and be machrim or machker their nechosim. But Ezra did not take away their nechosim and give it to somebody else. We don't see they have a kayak to actually transfer property. However, according to Rebbe Lazar, we see from Elazar HaKayin in Yeshua Ben-Nun and the Rashi HaOvois that the heads of Kali Yisrael have a din of fathers that they can give to whoever they want, whatever they want. So, that's a much stronger power. That means Hefker Rest and Hefker, according to that Shita, is that Bestin can actually take money from Reuven and transfer it to Shimon. However, the Nesib Islam Mishpat in Simon Reish Lamed Hay and Mekor Chaim in Sim Tov Ches, the Sif Kot and Tes, write that, of course, Hefker Rest and Hefker, according to everybody, is only a Hefker. That's the Lashon of the Gemara. Hefker Rest and Hefker. It doesn't say Haknas Bezdin and Hakna. All the Bezdin can do is actually just be mafkir and mafkia the money from the Bailam. To transfer it to somebody else, that's impossible. What happens is, Chazal are mafkia the money from the Bailam, and the beneficiary, whether he's doing a Kenyan de Rabbonon, or being Zeichan in Yerusha de Rabbonon, so on and so forth, has a right to be Zeichan in the Chayfetz, that Chazal are mafkir for him by doing a Kenyan de Raisa. If he wants to be Zeichan in the Raisa. The Nesivus and the Karchayim answer with this why, if somebody is Makadish Nisha Bemaimit Shloshton, it's clear that the Kinyan is only Drabanon, the Kiddushin is only Drabanon, yet according to the Shita that Yush helps with Drabanon, if he's Makadish, a woman with the Kheivus that was Zeichan be Yush, and he only owns it with Drabanon, if he's Makadish Nisha with it afterwards, she's Makadish with the Raisa. The Nesivus asks, what's the difference? So he answers, when the entire Kenyan is only Medira Bonon, she's only Mekudash's Medira Bonon, because Medira you can't be Makna something from one Rishos to another Rishos Medira with the Kenyan Medira Bonon. Hefker doesn't transfer property. Masha'enken, if the Gathlin was kind of Biyush, even if we say Yush is only Medira Bonon, but afterwards what happened is, since he's kind of afterwards the Kenyan Yad, or Kenyan Chatzar, or any other Kenyan that's Zaycha Minatayra, he had a right to be Zaycha in it, Medir Aisa. Hefker best than Hefker. So even if it starts out as a Kenyan Dirabonon, but once it's Hefker best than Hefker, it's lying in front of him with Din Hefker sanctioned by Chazal, so he has the right to make a Kenyan Dir The same way he can pick up anything that's Hefker and be Zaycha in Medir Aisa, Kenyan Yad, or Kenyan Chatzar, the same way, if he picked up something that he was Zaycha in it only, Sure, the Chacham are not makna to him with the Raisa, but they're mafkir to him. And if he made a Kenyan the Raisa afterwards, so this ring that he was Zaychanit with Rabbanon Biyush is technically hafkar with the to him. Therefore, if he makes a Kenyan yet afterwards, he's Zaychanit with the Raisa. There is no actual hagba of money. There's no yad, there's no chazar. All that's happening is a purely Rabbanon de Kenyan. He's transferring it. It will work. That won't make it hers, and therefore the condition is only condition the Rabbanon. The Machna Ephraim in Hilchas Kenyan Meshicha Simon Beis writes the same as the Nasivis that Hefker Bez and Hefker is not an actual transfer of Nechasim from one Rishos to the other, rather it makes it Hefker, and therefore it's a Hechatimsa for the person that Chazal wants to be Zaychanit to make a Kenyan the Raisa. The Nafkamina between the Shitis are. If, let's say, Yerusha Sabal is 
drabanon. Let's say he's being yarshening his ishtaiktana. According to the sheet that Hefker Bezdin Hefker is Akno, he's Zaycha and then a Chosim According to the Mandomer, Hefker Bezdin Hefker stays Hefker, but it's not a Hakno, so he doesn't own him in Atayra. However, if he wants to, he can make a Kenyan Deiraisa and then be Zaycha and then Deiraisa. Now, in Shubis Chasam Seifer, or Chaim Sim Kuf Yud Zayin, Chasam Seifer understands that according to the sheet, the Kenyan Deirabonon doesn't help him in Atayra. Everyone knows there's a big machlaikis Rishainim in Sukkah in the beginning of the third parak, whether someone makes a Kenyan Dirabanon, does it help to become his even on a Dirisdika level? Does the Torah recognize it as his? Some Sefer writes in the Tshuva that according to the sheet of the Kenyan Dirabanon doesn't help Minatayra, it's because Hefker best than Hefker is not a Hakno. It's just a Hefker, but it doesn't actually make it belong to the Kainah. And it comes out from the Chassam Seifer that according to the Manda Omar that Kenyan Dirabonon is Moila Deiraisa, that's because that Shita holds that Hefker Besden Hefker is an actual Hakno, it's an actual transfer of Rishus. So this Machlaikis that we find between the Marshal and Orchlaner against the Nesivis and the Machne Ephraim really is a Machlaikis Rishainim according to the way the Chassam Seifer understands. It's Machlaikis Rishainim whether Kenyan Dirabonon is. Also says in a similar vein that according to the sheet of the Kinyan Dirabonon helps for the Arises because Hefker best than Hefker. You see that the Avnimulum is learning that the sheet that holds that Hefker best than Hefker is an actual Hakno will hold that Kinyan Dirabonon is Mahanali Diraisa. The two Machlaikis that we mentioned are really intertwined. If you hold Kinyan Dirabonon is Mahanali Diraisa, that means you hold that Hefker best than Hefker can actually do a hakno. If you hold Kinder Rabbanon, doesn't help Medir Aisa. It's because you hold Hefker Bezden Hefker is only Medir Hefker and it's not that Chazal actually transferred the property to Yerushos. But it comes out, according to what we're saying, there should be a Chiddush Lahalacha, that even according to the Manda Omar, Kinyan Rabbanon doesn't help L'Shel but still, if afterwards he made a Kinyan Deiraisa, it should help. Let's say somebody bought a Lulav with a Kinyan Rabbanon. And on the first day of Sukkot, it has to be Lochem, Medir Aisa. And even if somebody is Chayshish, the Kinyin Rabbanon is Einemayel Medir Aisa, but if he picks it up afterwards, and even when he's Kainat Medir Aisa, let's say he made Kinyin Yad, then for sure it'll be Lochem. Because the Kinyin Rabbanon, even if it doesn't make it yours, Menatayra, but the least it does is it allows it to be Hefker to allow you to make a Kinyin Deiraisa. So therefore, even if somebody was kind of something with the Rabbanon, if afterwards you made a Kenyan Deiraisa, Lukuli Almut should be held, even if you hold that a Kenyan Deiraisa doesn't actually make it yours, Menatayra. Now the Gemara continues to try to prove that Yesh Kayach Bian Chachamim Makardov Menatayra. The Gemara says, how does the Braisa allow a man who's a Kayin, who is Makadish and Isha, Kitana, Kedushay Miyun, to be to her? When she dies, like a regular husband is matami to his wife, midiraisa the kain can't be matami to her. The kedushin is only kedushin derabbanon. How did the chamim allow him to matami against the iser of tumas kahanim? It's mochach from there. The yesh kaiyach miyach chamim lakadovim atayr. So the gemara answers, she's like a meis mitzvah. The gemara asks, why is that? Why is she a meis mitzvah? Meis mitzvah is only somebody that doesn't have somebody who will bury them, and here she has family. So the Gemara answers, since he's going to Yarshan her, as we mentioned earlier, so if she calls them to bury her, they won't come. They figure she has a husband who's Yarshaning her. Let the husband bury her. Therefore, she's considered as a mace mitzvah. Now, Taisa asks Akash on this. Why do we say she's a mace mitzvah? In our Mishnah, where a woman married based on false edus, that her husband died, and her husband came back, the halacha is... Her first husband cannot be metami to her, if he was a Kayin, yet he yarshans her. So we see that there's a case where the husband yarshans, he's not metami to her, and we don't say she's a mace mitzvah, why not? Why don't we say he's the one who yarshans her, the family won't be asking him to bury her. Taisa asks another kasha, according to this logic in the Gemara now, that whenever the husband yarshans his wife, she's considered a mace mitzvah, so a Kayin Gadol and a Nazar should be able to metami to their wives, and to those that are Mayrish, they're Yerusha to them, if there's no other Yarshim, because they should be a Mace Mitzvah. If the Gemara is telling us 
that if the husband yarshins his wife, or someone yarshins the nifter exclusively, the person who does is considered a mace mitzvah, so then a kain gadol and a nazar should always be able to talk to their wives, and we know that Allah is not like that. Also, Taisus asks, what do we need a pasik for that a husband is mitami to his wife? Automatically, he's mutter to her because she's a mace mitzvah. He yarshins her. So Taisus answers, of course, the Gemara over here doesn't say midirais that she's a mace mitzvah. It's only midirabonon that we look at her as a mace mitzvah based on the Torah that Taisus said before in Gafpeches, whenever something seems proper to misakein, even if it's being oikr davar since it's a davar hagun, it's something that's mistaber to do, Chazal have a kayach in such a case to be oikr davar Therefore, over here, since Chazal see it fit for her husband to metap with her and bury her, Chazal gave it a din of meis mitzvah, and that doesn't have a din of akir sarva minatayr, since it's something that's mistaver, it's something that's proper. But of course, minatayr is not a meis mitzvah, there are other Jews around. They could be metame to her, and the kain wouldn't have to be. That she does a taisus. The Ramana has a different mahalach in the sukya. The Ramana understands that she's not mamash a meis mitzvah. What she is, is she's like a family member. The Torah wants her to not be Nisgana. Kavod Abriyas is something very important. That's why the Torah allows for Tumas Kravim by Kehanim. Even though theoretically somebody else could bury them. But the Torah wants the Kavod to be Mzumenes. It should be done immediately. And the Kravim are the ones who are Roy to metapol on it. So over here, the Chalim said that it's right for the husband who's yarshning her to be metaphor with it. It has the same idea as Tumas Kravim. It's not Mamash a Mitzvah, it's Daima to a Mitzvah. It really is the same reasoning that the Torah was matter for Kayanam to bury the relatives. Since he's yarshning her, and it's only fear that he should be the one to be metaphor with the Kvura, therefore, if we say that he can't have other people have to do that, it's going to be ignite for her, and therefore the Torah allows the Kravim, and here in this case, the Chalim allowed the husband, the Midrabanan, to bury her. The Rashma is not happy with the Smahalach and the Rabbana. He asks, if that were the case, then why by Achoisei Be'ula can a not be Metami? She's his responsibility, she's his sister, he's the one who's closest of kin and it's mutal on him to bury her, why does the Torah not allow him to be her? Why does the Torah make somebody else bury her? The Rashba has a different mahalach entirely. The Rashba learns that the reason the Gemara says she's like a mes mitzvah over here is because since he's yashing her midirabonon only, the Yashim are makbid. The Yashim say, one second, she's not his wife. Why is he yashing her? If he's yashing her and he's not her real husband, if he's going to yash and let him bury and since the Yashim are Makbid and they won't come to be Metabal and the Kfura, she really is a Mace Mitzvah, Meikir Adin. Midiraisa, it's not his job to bury her. Midiraisa, she's not his wife. But since there's nobody else who is going to be Metabal with her, she really, according to the Rashba, is a Mace Mitzvah Midiraisa. And therefore the Tumah is Mutter for him. He's allowed to bury her. He's allowed to be her. And he doesn't have to hire anybody else. Just like a regular case of Mace Mitzvah, the Kayin doesn't have to spend his money to hire people to bury the mace. He's allowed to do it himself. The Torah was matter to mas mace to a kain b'maka mace mitzvah here too. Since she's a mace mitzvah, the kain could be metami to her and doesn't have to hire people to bury her. Masha'en kain, by a be'ula, it's his responsibility to bury her. He's the, her karev. He's achroi to make sure that she gets a kfura. Or ba'ishtay psula. It's his responsibility to make sure that she gets a kvura. Therefore, we're not going to matter him to Tami himself. Let him hire somebody. And this way, he won't have to become Tami. The only time we say it's a mace mitzvah is when it's not his responsibility in Like this wife who is in Scottish name, Kedusha Mion. She's not really his wife in the Arisa. However, Ishtai Psula, or Achoisei Bu'ula, that the Torah does not allow him to be to her, even though nobody else will be metabolized with them, they don't have a dinner of a mitzvah, so let them hire people to bury them. Now regarding Taisa's kasha, why in the Mishnah does the first husband yarshin the wife, yet he's not metabolized to her? 
Why don't we say that she's a mace mitzvah according to the Rashba? So the Rashba answers, it's different by Ishtiktano than the case of the Mishnah, where by Ishtiktano we say she's a mace mitzvah because the Ashans her, and in the Mishnah we don't say she's a mace mitzvah, and he can't be metami to her even though he Ashans her. Because when she's Ishtiktano and she's not his wife, Medeiraisa, it's just Kudushin de Rabbanon, the Yarshan are very makbid. They say, it's not his wife and he's Yarshaning her, we're not going to bury her. However, when she went ahead and married Shlekedin and became usher to her husband, they understand she's usher to him. He can't be metam with her, but she is his legitimate wife, Menatayra, and that's why he's going to Yarshan her. On that, the Yarshan are not going to be makbid, and therefore she doesn't have a din of a mace mitzvah. To summarize, according to Taisvis, the reason the husband is metamitar because although Menatayr, she's definitely not a mace mitzvah, as we see from Kain Godel and from Menazar, that they're not metamitar to their wives. Still, since it's a Dover Hagun, it's a Dover Mistaber, for the Chum to allow him to metamitar, he does yashner her, therefore she does seem to be somewhat like a mace mitzvah, with the Rabban al him, therefore the Chum have a right to allow him to her, even though. It would seem that it's an Akira Sarvaman Atayra. Since it's something that's Mastaber, they have a Kayach to do that. That's Taisus' Mahalach. The Ramban learns he's Mutter to Mutamit to her, Menatayra. Not because she's really a Mace Mitzvah. It's something more like the regular case of Tumas Kroivim. She's Mutal on him to bury her. She's his responsibility. It's covered up for the Taira to allow him to bury her. Just like the Torah allows the Kehanim to be metame to their seven Kravim. The Rashba learns that it's a case of Mace Mitzvah in Torah. Since she's not his wife, Medea Raisa, it's not his responsibility to bury her. Nobody else will bury her. The Yarshim are Makbid. He's not even her husband, Medea Raisa, and he still Yarshim's her. The Yarshim will be very upset, they won't understand. And therefore, they won't bury her. Midiyarayse, the Rashba learns that she has the din of a mace mitzvah, and therefore he's allowed to be matami to her. And more than that, he doesn't have to spend money to hire people to bury her. If she's his responsibility to bury, such as a case of Achoisei Bu'ula, where the Torah says that he's not allowed to be matami to her, or Ishtay Psula, where the Torah says he's not allowed to be matami to her, but she's still his responsibility, she's still his karev. In such a case, the Torah says, that the Kayin can't be metamitur, but the Kayin has to hire people to bury her. This way, the Kavar Abriz is not compromised. The husband of the Ishtay Psula, the brother of the Achoyse Be'ula, will make sure that she's buried. On the other hand, he won't become Tomei, Shalekidin, Masha'enkein, when she's his wife in the Rabbonon, and therefore she'll have a status of Mace Mitzvah Medir because the Yarshim aren't going to bury her. In such a case, he's allowed to metami to her himself, because by Mace Mitzvah there's no Isser to Masmeis at all. And Mulchan extrapolates from the Rashba that says that when a person is mutu to metami to a Mace Mitzvah, he doesn't have to spend money to hire people to avoid being metami, and it's not called Efshel Akayimish name, but Mulchanan brings a riot from there to be Pashat, the Hakira of Ishver Ramir Atlas. Mary Atlas was chayker. What's the din if somebody has to eat a kezayis of matzah? He has two kezayis in front of him. He has one kezayis that's made out of chadosh. Now, the halacha is chadosh is asr, but the kal is esadaycha loisasay. The asay of matzah would be daycha, the loisasay of chadosh, theoretically. On the other hand, he has another kezayis of matzah that's available made out of yashon, but to get that kezayis of yashon, it would cost them more than chaymish menachasim. It would cost them more than a fifth of his entire net worth. And the halacha is that a person is not allowed to spend more than a fifth of his value in order to become a mitzvah. Yet the halacha is also that in order to avoid doing a lav, one must give away all the nechasim. Now, what do we do in this case? He asked the Yedekzayas of Matzah. The first size of matzah is made out of chadosh. It's mutter for him to eat the kezayis of matzah. On the other hand, he can eat a kezayis of yashon without being over the lav. In order to eat that kezayis of yashon, though, he's going to have to spend more than a fifth of his nechasim. But 
by eating this kezayis of Yashan, he's going to avoid doing the lav of Chodesh. In order to avoid doing a lav, one must spend all his nechassim. And the klal is, by if it's possible to do the assay without being over the lav, we don't say So do we say in this case, he's mechuyiv to spend more than a chayim b'shavaz nechassim in order to do the assay and not be over the lav? So B'chanon is poshet this chakira from the Rashba that we brought before. Just like the Rashba says that when a kain bumps into a mace mitzvah, he's allowed to be even if he has money, he doesn't have to hire workers to bury the mace mitzvah. He can do it himself. The Torah did not demand of him to spend money in order to bury the mace mitzvah. And although he can, it's not called Efshar L'Kayim Mishnayim. Something the Torah doesn't demand of you is not considered Efshar L'Kayim Mishnayim. The same thing over here. He could eat the matzah that's Chadash, and we'll say Esadai Or we could say Efshar L'Kayim Mishnayim, and he might see more than a Chayim of Nechasim, and not be ever the love. Since to do an assay, the Torah does not demand or even allow a person to spend more than a chaymish of his it's not considered Efshar L'Kayim Shtayim that he could do the mitzvah without being over the lav. Since there's no chiyuv to do the mitzvah of matzah by spending more than a chaymish of his it's not considered Efshar L'Kayim Shtayim that he can buy a different kezayis of matzah with more than chaymish nechasim. That's not part of the equation. That's not called Efshar L'Kayim Shtayim. And therefore, he's allowed to eat the kezayis of matzah made out of chadosh, and it's not called Efshar L'Kayim Shtayim by spending more than Chaymish Nechosov. As the Rashba says, that's not called Efshar L'Kayim Shtayim when the Torah doesn't require it of you. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.